So we've all had toxic people in our lives, whether that was a friend, a family member, step-parent, our close parents, neighbors, and even coworkers. Because so the reason why I'm talking about this topic is because in my Beacons link, um, I received a free request to talk about this topic. And actually for the general public, you can actually, you know, access this Beacons link and you can send me a free request of any topic you wish. And I will never mention who you are. It's just so that you guys can share what you want to hear from me next. So like I said, we've all met interesting people in our lives that have really given us, let's say, character development. (laughs) Um, So to spice it up even more, I'm going to share some anonymous Reddit stories from people who've had toxic parents. That's the topic today, toxicity and family mostly. But I can just share any toxic situation I've had because I've had a lot of fucked up ones. So the first Reddit story being is kind of like in a like kind of um, advice in a sense. So this is where it starts. Am I in the wrong? I am a 26-year-old who has had almost zero contact with my dad, his wife, or any of that side of the family for nearly five years. I have struggled off and on during that time with the question of whether I was in the wrong for cutting them off. As a backstory, my parents divorced when I was very young after having myself and my younger sister. He remarried when I was young, and his new wife never accepted my sister and I. When I was 14, they packed up and moved 2,000 miles away with almost no notice to my sister and I. This is where things began to go south. Here we go. (laughs) After moving, they became extremely demanding. When I made the decision to go to college in a state that I grew up in, they were infuriated. When my sister did the same, it was even worse. During college, the name calling began, never by my dad, but his wife. I was called disgrace, the devil, an alcoholic. I've never been a heavy drinker, an embarrassment to the family, and that's just to name a few. When I refused to go weeks of my college, off my college courses at the time to go visit them, you would have thought the world was coming to an end. This is nowhere near the exhaustive list of the events that took place. Eventually, it got to the point where I tried to have an open and honest conversation with them. I told them I couldn't do it anymore. I apologized for for any fault I had. They were not willing to do the same because apparently they did nothing wrong. I should know that my sister had not talked to them in even longer time. Yesterday was my birthday. They used to have a history of ruining those. I received a message request from my dad asking if I was at any point in my life where we would have a conversation and build a healthy relationship. Ever since, I haven't been able to focus and I feel terrible. I know deep down the situation is not my fault and I do not want any future children exposed to that level of toxicity. The last five years have been amazing. I flourished in the absence of that relationship. I have a hard hard time faulting him. However, his wife makes me feel as if it is all my fault and that I'm ruining my dad's life. What do I do? Do I have the conversation? Do I ignore it? Please help. Wow. (laughs) Scott took a heavy breath there because that was a lot. So she's asking, what do I do? And all I've got to say is, honestly, if you've been happier without them, and, you know, you and your dad are you know, sort of okay. And you've kind of like made amends. That's what I'm seeing here. I'm not sure if you guys have, but 
honestly, just focus on yourself. I know this is like hard to do because you love your dad and you want to love your stepmom, but she's obviously making it really hard for you. And honestly, yeah, just keep them absent from your life if they don't serve it very well. You don't always need family around if they if they're never going to support you and your decisions in life. Um, she's also asking, do I have the conversation? <sighs> this is hard because you've already had this conversation before and they didn't want to open up and they were very, um, they were not willing to receive, you know, to understand your point of view and anything to in that way. So honestly, when the time comes, maybe like if you're literally with them one day and they start, you know, maybe calling you names or pin, you know, point, you know, pointing that you're in fault, anything like that in the future, then maybe you can call them out in the present moment and make them aware of it. But otherwise, I wouldn't go out of my way to have a conversation with them because they're just not willing to accept any criticism on their parenting. They just think that they're all perfect and it's like, you know, berries and cream, <laughs> you know, so, and also you're asking, do I ignore it? Well, I won't ignore your own feelings. I would definitely deal with them, journal them, talk to someone you care about, that you trust, and even just journal about, like I said, just write out all your feelings down. Just, even if you don't want to share them, just do it because I swear to God, it really helps me personally, just because you're, it's almost like your brain's rambling on. So it's the best way to kind of get all that out in the air without having to think too much, you know, you just kind of write and free write. And that's one of the stories here I have today. But also before I go to the next story, I have also had a toxic step parent who also call me names. Thankfully, they are no longer in my life, but they really do not look like me around either because I was not their child and they kind of made me feel kind of like I was lesser than them and they had more authority over me. And it just, it really made me feel like I was at fault for so many years, but I was never at fault. I was just doing the best I could as a kid. So that's all I could have ever done. So that's my part. <laughs> um, here's the next story. And it says, the caption is, I can't breathe in my own room. You know, I can totally relate to this too. Holy shit. Okay. Um, this is a, 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 a support kind of one. Okay. I want silence to live in peace. Same. I want to be alone, but not lonely. Also same. I'm an 18-year-old female, the second oldest of eight children. Holy shit, eight children. And I feel like I am suffocating and can't breathe at home. My father was physically abusive to my mother since I was five. Get out. <laughs> okay. Anyways, for years, they would fight and scream at each other, and my mom would run to my older sister and, and his room. Oh, no, sorry. And it says his room, but someone's room to escape him. My mother would sometimes leave us and tell us every day that if anything were to hap was to happen to him. Okay, I don't understand that, but sure. A lot happened for years. They separated for one year but she returned to him when I was seven. Holy shit, it sounds like my life right now. <laughs> Anyways, the physical abuse stopped stopped at a shadow, but still hangs above our family. Since then, our father of four kids doubled, and now I have four younger siblings under the age of eight. 
whoa, there's a lot of things going on. My family's poor. And lately I've been feeling pressure by my father to give up so much money, even though I only work at Hungry Jack's. I'm not from the States, so I don't know what that is. I recently gave him $600 and extra money here and there. And it feels like a never ending cycle of being guilt tripped. Oh yeah. Being guilt tripped and feeling like an ATM. All I want to do is focus on year 12. So I'm guessing she's in grade 12. These holidays are the worst because I feel trapped. As the oldest, I have to help look after my younger siblings. And that is what I do every hour of every day with minor breaks. Fuck. I normally go to the library to have some time alone, but that is not enough. I feel like my mental health is slowly being chipped away. And I've been lashing on screaming at my siblings to just leave me alone in my room. The frustration, sadness, anger, and disappointment I feel at being at home hurts so much. These are my siblings, not my kids. But here I am feeling a failure and hating myself for wanting to just run away. Holy shit. (laughs) I relate like so fucking much. Thank you for reading. I really need support right now. But the only one I can talk to is my sister. So this isn't, isn't an advice story, but shit, this is heavy. And I can actually relate to some things. I, you know, I've been my same step parent was someone who once asked me for money and, you know, asked my parent for money a lot of years. And it was really hard to take because I just saw my parent crumble to pieces like and she she couldn't do anything about it you know um yeah I relate to a lot of the stuff all I can say is that's a lot of freaking fucking siblings you have (laughs) I got a lot of siblings but anyways I know the exact feeling I have a younger brother and I love him to pieces but you know I have to do my part but I get what you're feeling. You just feel like you never really get to experience a true childhood. Like you feel like you have to take care of everyone. You're on eggshells with everyone. And honestly, I understand this completely. All I'm going to say for this one is eventually things will get better. But the only way it can get better is if you believe it will. And this isn't easy for everyone. Obviously, some people have really terrible situations at home. And like you said, your eyes are more poor. So it might be actually really difficult to even have the way to escape, you know, physically and mentally from all of that. But all I can really truly say for this situation is it will eventually get better one way or another, and you'll be okay in the end. That's all I can say for this. It's really hard to hear this, but yeah, that's what happens. So the next story, this is a last story, but I'm also going to talk about my own specific stories on toxic people, not just parents, but toxic people in my life, you know, but this is the last one. Again, these are all toxic parent ones, but I'm just, I have so many stories I could go into, but I don't know if I'm ready to like share all that online right now. But anyways, okay. The third story is my mom, this is the caption, sorry. My mom is lying about my sister and I, ooh. Okay, this sounds like kind of like kind of 
terrifying lying about your sister and you like what this is an advice one so trigger warning might be emotional abuse also really relate um i'll try to make this as short as possible so i'll just mention the super important details so my sister and i have been really going through it for the years my mom with my mom and yesterday she did one of the worst things a parent could ever do there was something she wanted us to do at a family event and my sister immediately agreed to do it. I, on the other hand, was really hesitant because I have really bad stage fright and was afraid of being the center of tension and being possible, possibly judged or analyzed. I totally relate to this as someone with social anxiety. Just going to put it out there. Um, this is because my mom has put me so, put me down so much, but my weight gain and I have already... I'm already afraid to be around people that will notice, so I definitely don't want comments. This is really sad. You shouldn't have to go through that. Your mom should not be commenting on your weight. Like, that is not up to her. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Okay. Um, anyway, somehow, my being, my being hesitant about per participating blew up after I suggested a cousin participate alongside my sister. She was yelling and screaming and calling us evil witches. Oh, okay. And saying, our dad brought us up to be devils, etc. And this isn't the first time she said these kinds of things. Then I hear her on the phone talking to a few people, possibly her mom and some of her siblings, about how my sister and I have been mistreating her for years. And that we don't... And that we... Oh, yeah. And how we refuse to help her with the family event. I really don't know what to do anymore because now my sister and I are afraid to go around family because we don't want to get attacked because of the lies she's told. This is really heavy. I knew it would be heavy from the beginning, but wow. It's like we never get a chance to prove ourselves to family members because she always lied and made us out to be evil kids for no reason. So that's the end of the story. This is just really sad. It's kind of like alienating. Like your mom's kind of alienating you and your sister. Like I feel like this, no, sorry. This is emotional abuse. This is, especially with the weight gain thing. Like, uh, <laughs> I hate people sometimes. Actually, I really do hate people. Um, yeah, I feel like what your mom's doing here by calling her mom and her siblings is trying to make herself look better. And it's really sad how she's using that to turn against you and your sister here. But she's honestly doing it because I feel like this is some sort of insecurity. Like, she doesn't like to be confronted. So she'll call people to, you know, back her up and make her feel good. So that when you come to confront her again, the whole family has your back. And you just feel like like, like, an, like alone and on your own. Like, you have no say in the situation. And honestly... The word I can think of right now, like I said before, is alienation. Like, she's literally trying to do that to you guys, especially with this event thing. She's kind of gaslighting you. Like, she is gaslighting you about, like, participating. Like, saying, like, oh, you guys are evil. Like, you know, you don't do anything for us. Like, ah. Uh, like, she's not even taking, taking the time to kind of see your side of the story and, like, how you feel. And it's just blowing my mind here that that's even the case that you know but some parents are so 
toxic that they don't even know that they're being toxic. A lot of them don't. And that's kind of the most terrifying thing about living with an, you know, an emotionally and physically toxic, you know, abusive parent is that case. But there's obviously more to that than emotionally or abusive parents. There's, I mean, sorry, there's a lot more than physically abusive parents. There's also emotional, like, like I just described in the last story here. And it is a lot. They're both painful. Physical and emotional mental abuse is a, are both really painful to deal with. But being emotionally abused for years really takes a toll on your self-esteem, the way you go across people, and who you potentially choose when you start dating or getting married because you have really low standards for yourself because you've been told for so long that you should, that you kind of you kind of feel lower than all the time at home. And I'm also the oldest sister, the oldest siblings, I guess, I guess, you guys know I'm a girl now, so sister in my family. And I've also had a lot of responsibility on my shoulders. And in the past, as a teenager, I used to be very resentful of all that because, but I think most of that resentment was in my head because I still got to have fun. I still got to do things, but I just felt like I never got treated like, you know, a child. I got treated like an adult for a lot of years because of the emotional abuse that was going on in my home for many years. And so I felt lower then for a long time, even with friends, even with people around me. I just felt like alone. I felt like I, you know, didn't matter. But I started this podcast to kind of talk about my experiences, but also to share opinions because I think if I can feel comfortable in my own space, then people can feel comfortable around me. So this is why I share all of this stuff. And I've done a lot of healing to the point where I'm okay to talk about my experiences. Like, they don't bother me like they used to. And don't worry, I do cry sometimes (laughs) when I think of these things, but not as often as I used to. They're not bottled up anymore. So I've definitely taken the time to do that. But anyways, let's leave the sad stuff over there and let's go into toxic friends. (laughs) So I've been really wanting to share a couple stories of my own because, oh boy, oh boy, I've had quite the treat of having crap friends, (laughs) like really shitty friends. Sorry, mom and dad, I know you're watching this or listening to this and you're going to be like, why is she swearing so much? But, you know, I can. So, anyways, let's call this girl A. Let's just call this girl A. This is girl A. So, back when I was 16, I used to be friends with a grown girl, and I'm going to call her A. So, A went to a different high school than me, and we actually met through a friend of a friend well, she was best friends with this girl. I just met her because I of a girl I went to high school with. That's a long story, but basically I met I met A at a beach one time. And we kind of just clicked immediately. And it was great. She was I thought she was cool. She was, she's a year younger than me, so it doesn't matter. I, she kind of looked up to me as like older, an older peer, I think. I'm not really sure about that, but that's the vibes I got. <laughs> 
So, look, let's just go to the story now. So, fast forward, I don't even want to know, like maybe almost a year later. Basically, one day after school, because again, I'm still in high school, so is she. We, I don't know if we met up. I think, oh yeah, her parents picked me up. Oh, no. Yes. No. Oh my God, I really don't remember how this begun. But I do know that I think me and her were at the mall in our area and her parents picked us up and I heard or had already had my bag to sleep over at her place. So I was all ready to go. So her parents picked us up. I put my bag in their trunk and, but me and her really wanted to eat something. So we went to a restaurant, um, had some food, but they dropped us off because they were doing stuff that they had errands to do. So they didn't join us. It was just me and her. And by the way, we didn't drive or anything at times. So we bust everywhere basically. So yeah, they dropped us off. We ate. We had a chill time eating, whatever. So turns out they weren't going to pick us up from the restaurant because they're still busy with errands and we wanted to go back to her place. So we ended up getting the bus. Took us a while. We finally got up to her place and Basically, we got to her place, and we used to always sleep in her basement area. Her basement was really nice. It was, like, renovated, like, a bedroom, everything, so not a problem, but we used to always hang out there every time we would sleep over. Like, we would never be in her room. I don't know. She was really picky, but kind of thing, but it doesn't matter. So we were there vibing, hanging out, having a, having a fun time that a 16, 15-year-old would do. I don't know. And anyways, her parents get home. By the way, I got to mention first that they had a really yappy dog who was small, and I guess that dog bit a lot. Never bit me. It never even came near me much. I don't know. But anyways, they're really yappy dog. <laughs> on eggshells about her parents with. Oh my god, I just mentioned her name. Um. Yeah. So anyways, um, yeah, so they got home and basically I was like, hey, A can I get my bag? And she was like, oh no, like, I don't want to bother my parents with that right now. Like basically some stupid excuse. And I'm just like, okay, that's weird. I was really, um, I was the kind of person back then who didn't speak up their true opinions or true self. So I would always be like, yeah, sure. Whatever. I never had a voice back then. I felt like, again, I grew up in toxic I grew up in a toxic household for quite a while. So I kind of was used to not having a voice or an opinion, you know, being heard. So I was like, oh, sure. Even though I wish if that were me now, I would literally be like, no, I want to get my bag. Like, what's what's your problem? But anyways, that's just me now. Anyway, so time goes by. So it probably was when 8 p.m. when they got back. And so probably around 10, I was like, hey, can I get my bag now? Like, cause I knew that her parents were gonna, were gonna go, were heading to bed quite soon, and she was like, "Oh no, I'll I'll get it for you. Like, I'll get it soon." And I'm like, "Okay." I thought it was really weird because I had my toothbrush, I had my clothes, my charger, I had all my things in there. I had nothing. I only had my phone with me. I had nothing else, and I didn't, and my PJs were also in that bag. I had nothing with me except my phone, and that's actually it. Yeah. So I was like, "Bro, I need my stuff." So. Around, maybe let's say 11, maybe like an hour later, I bothered her. I didn't bother her, sorry. I asked her again. I was like, can I get my stuff now? It's later. It's been a while. She's like, 
well, my parents are about to go to bed. Like, and my dog like will wake up and he yaps and I don't want to wake them up. And I'm like, I thought, and actually I think I said, well, you could have gone on earlier. And she just dismissed me. And I'm like, fine, <laughs> whatever your, your loss, your, your choice, your loss, whatever. So I think it might've been another hour and a half later. I don't want to bother her again. I'm maybe around 1230. I'm like, can I get my bag? Like, and I'm thirsty. Like it was so bizarre. Like she wouldn't get my stuff for me. It was just, and she wouldn't voice to me why. I still don't know why she never did that because we haven't been friends. It was a few months later we stopped being friends. So I have no idea why she never did that to me, did that for me. I remember being at the last time I ever asked was around one in the morning, maybe one, one thirty. I'm like, before we were, we were going to go to bed, I'm like, can I get my stuff now? And she's like, no, like my parents will wake up. My dog will yap. I can't do it now. And I'm thinking like, you had hours. You had hours. Like what? Like she had some dumb excuse about her dog waking up. And I think she was also growing up an emotional, emotional kind of toxic household. I have no idea, but that's what it seemed like. Cause she was very scared to do something they weren't comfortable with. Like it was just bizarre to me. I still don't really get it. But even as I got older, I still never understood it. So that just means it was bizarre. I remember... Okay, fast forward to the next day, I finally get my bag, <laughs> and apparently she had homework to do, and this is, again, I didn't drive back then, and I think both my parents were busy working or whatever that day, so I had to bus home. I didn't mind busing home, but I remember being like, oh, my, I remember her actually trying to force me out of her house. I remember this day. This is the, this is the kicker of the whole story, was when... She had a homework to do for school. And so her parents were in the kitchen and they're like, oh yeah, like they kind of wanted me to go, but they didn't say it to my face, but they're like, oh, they kind of, she was kind of hinting to me that they wanted me to leave. And I'm thinking, why would they want me to leave so bad? Like I'm not doing anything to them, you know? So, oh my God. So I remember her saying she has homework and I'm like, okay, sure. So I looked up bus times and there was a bus that was coming maybe in 10 or 15 minutes 15 minutes later. So I'm like, okay, hey, A, I have this bus is going to come in 10, 15 minutes. She remember her? I remember her literally coming towards my face and literally being like, can you please leave right now? And I'm like, dude, like the bus comes in 10 minutes. Like, I remember I actually got my back up here because like, I was like, huh? Huh? Like, you're going to really kick me out? For no reason, by the way. Her parents weren't doing anything. There was no fight. There was just no reason. No actual reason for any of this. So I'm like, okay. Like, it comes in 10 minutes, but you want me to go now? And she's like, yeah, can you please go now? And she gave me, gave me this really stern look, and she was looking literally across my face. And it's only because she was in the same room as her parents. And her parents were chill. Her parents didn't say anything to me. Maybe they wanted me to go, but they didn't make it seem like they wanted me to leave now. It was just her. It was the most mind. Anyways, her old friend ended up living down the street. So I visited her old friend. I got kicked out and I didn't end up busing. I ended up going to her friend's house. And that friend of hers at the time was also having problems with her as well. So we just kind of talked about that back and forth. I was really pissed off about everything. And I remember her friend was like, yeah, like she's really, I don't get her. Like she's kind of bizarre. And I'm like, yeah. So that's the end of that story. And I think a few months later, I think actually a couple months later, I just stopped con. I just stopped texting her. I stopped, started ignoring her texts. 
I should have, I just, back then I wasn't really as confrontational as I am now because I didn't want to rock the boat because I didn't know how to say it. But now I would have been like, yeah, that behavior was really weird. I can't be friends with you anymore. That's really weird. But now I couldn't do that back then. And that's fine. I, I'm older now. I grew up to learn that. I was only 16 back then. But she remember her getting, I remember her actually gaslighting me, actually. I remember that now. She actually remember was like, well, you never talked to me and you're always doing stuff with your boyfriend. And I'm thinking like, dude, you're the one that kind of did this. Like, you're the one that literally made me feel super uncomfortable in your own home when I was just hanging out with you. <laughs> like, it was just, yeah, I have quite a bit of toxic friend stories. Another good one that's short, but very, very, very sweet. If you can tell my sarcasm right now, let's call this friend. Hmm. What's a letter? Let's call her W just thinking of letters right now. So W and me met in high school and actually she had just transferred from a different high school into mine. And basically she started this new class in biology. We had biology together and I had the balls back then. I was, this was a year later after the whole other friend incident. So I was probably 17 at the time. And I actually, I was 16 turned 17. I was in, I was, it was like, I was a grade older anyways, moving on. So I met her in the beginning of the year and I had the balls to follow her on Instagram and she followed me back because I never talked to her in class. I was really shy back then, but I just didn't have the balls to actually talk to her in class. So I remember texting her and be like, hey, like, it's actually me from your bio class. I want to introduce myself. And then basically she, we connected afterwards and we became friends and it was good. It was like I introduced, I, I introduced her to all of my friends that I was in a group with at the time. And I, <laughs> enunciate, I introduced her to these friends because it's going to be relevant for the end of the story. So anyways okay let's fast forward the story so when the story took we were friends we've been friends for like six months at this point like we were good friends we hung out we we would meet meet up with each other before class and get starbucks together every morning and we would i would say bye to her and go home and once in a while we hung out once in a while we didn't hang out that much out, out of sight of school but we sometimes did i talked really fast there but that was just important information you needed to add in there so let's fast forward the story so at the time, she was on Tinder <laughs> quite a bit. And that's fine. I was also illegally on Tinder. I was 17, not 18. So that's fun. I was actually I'm banned from Tinder. <laughs> but it's okay. I met my boyfriend on Tinder. We've been together for years. I never needed Tinder since. So it's fine. Um, anyway, so she was seeing this guy on Tinder. Let's, let's, okay. Let's call him B. Yeah, so W was seeing B months earlier, but they broke their thing off because she called him a womanizer and a player and really rude. And so they stopped being a thing for a while. But I still don't understand why they started talking again. But when the story took place, they started, they started talking again. And basically me and her, this is when I first started going to the gym back in 2017, so years ago. And we decided to go to the gym together after class. So we went to the gym together. We had a fun day at the gym. No, sorry. That's a lie. Let me, let me back up a bit. He picked us up from school. And he was going to... This, this this is the same guy that she started talking to again. And apparently... Uh, also, gotta, I got to tell you, he was a dick. 
a flow bone dick. And oh, ooh, okay. So this, this is my first time meeting him in person. And oh, so he drove us to the gym. But while he was, he was a really, really reckless driver. I thought I was going to die at one point because he, oh, it was scary, man. But basically on the way to the gym, he was driving um, across the intersection. And at this, he was driving so fast that the car that was turning left to go into the other lane was so close to hitting us. And it scared the bejesus out of me. <laughs> and, oh, man, that was very fun. Um, yeah, very fun to be around. So I'm already, I'm again, I'm someone who couldn't speak up my own truth back then. So I just hid all my opinions. We got dropped off the gym and he was going to a different gym in Burnaby. I have no idea why he was doing that, but that's just what he did. I don't really care. I don't want him to, I didn't want him to be there either. So we, we had a fun time at the gym, me and her. We actually had fun. We were there for a good hour. We had a blast. We're vibing, you know, doing our thing, lift some weights, doing some cardio, you know, all that jazz. And, oh, <laughs> sorry, this the story just takes me out. So he comes back and picks us up. And she didn't live that far away from me. She lived probably like an eight-minute walk away from me. So I thought this was weird at the time. And I, I now know why he did this. I mean, it's such a dick move of him. Ugh, he's disgusting. But anyways, he dropped off W first. And I thought, like, if they're seeing each other, why did he drop why did he drop her off first? Like, and she, by the way, she was sitting in the front seat. I was sitting in the back seat of his car. And so he dropped her off first. And I'm thinking, like, what the hell? Like, if he wanted to, if he had a thing with her and wanted to spend time with her, why would he drop her off first? Again, I'm a naive 17-year-old. This is, this is when I want to turn 17. Anyways, so he drops her off and B is like, hey, hey, he didn't really know my name much. Again, we just met. He's like, hey, comes in the front. And I'm thinking, well, I, and, my, I'm my, and in my naive ass brain, I thought, oh, he's just going to show me. He's just going to ask for directions to get back to my house. No big deal. Nothing will happen. <laughs> Nothing will happen. So... I get in the front seat. And I'm like, oh, cool. I get to show him the way to my house. Like, oh, vibes. My house is really close. So it, maybe a five, maybe like, well, the way he went, it was five minutes, but he could have, it could have been faster if he went the other way, but he went a different way. Don't know why he did that. But anyway, so the way he went, it was like five minutes. So I remember I sat in the front and not even, actually not even two minutes of me sitting up there. I remember he put his fucking hand on my thigh, and by the way, I did not know this man and up until like two or three hours ago. So I'm just like really uncomfortable. I didn't know what to do. I didn't say anything. I felt so uncomfortable, like uneasy, like what the fuck is happening to me right now? So he puts it, he, he kind of goes, he didn't go, go, he doesn't go up all the way, but he kind of just stays in one area. And he's like, oh, show me the way. And he's holding my thigh. And I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Like freaking out. Like, what do I do? So by the way, he's just doing the, doing the whole time. I'm sitting there like uneasy, giving him body language. That I'm uneasy. But of course, he's a womanizer. He actually is. Like, like, that was confirmed. So I was like, fine. I was like, oh, yeah. Like just it's this. It's to the left. And it's the right. And uh -huh. <laughs> like I'm freaking out in my head. And so anyways, we got to. I say, I told him to drop me off on the hill to my house, not 
directly at my house. I didn't want I don't want them to see where I live because you know I'm smart and I've watched Dateline with my mom enough to know that you never let a guy that you don't know drop you off in front of your actual house because that is just something really bad waiting to happen. So, anyways, he drops me off the hill down from my house, and I'm about to get out. And oh yeah. Okay, no, no, no. Okay, I'm on the right track. Sorry. I I have ADHD, so it's all in my head. It's, I'm going through my head right now. So we park. He parks. And I'm about to get out. And he actually puts himself on top of me and starts making out with me. And my eyes are open. I don't know what to do. So I think maybe five seconds went by. And I pushed him off. So I was like, what the fuck? Like, I was just so... And you, again, I was really naive back then. So I was like, oh, my God, he's going to stop. He doesn't stop. And then I push him off. And I'm like, what about W? Like, what about her? Like, aren't you seeing her? Like, I was, like, mad at this point. And he's like, oh, you know, me and W, like, I don't really, I'm just kind of around, but I don't really like her as much. Like, just, just some weird shit. <laughs> like, he literally says, I don't like her that much. Like, I, she's, he's like, oh, well, you know, I started to like you and everything. And I'm thinking, like, you don't even know me, buddy. <laughs> like, I even said, you don't even know me that well. Like, what do you even mean? He's like, well, you know, me and everything, but yeah, I don't really like her that much. That's literally what he said. And he, I remember he fucking asked, I'm sorry I'm swearing a lot, but it just really pisses me off. And I remember he asked me, can I have your snap? And I'm like, no, <laughs> like, no. And I remember I just left his car just while he was talking and I just bolted out of there. And me being the very, very, very good friend that I am, very loyal, always have been. I always stick up for my best friend, my friends. I called W immediately. And I'm like, W, B just did this to me. He just kissed me and like put himself on me. What do I do? And you know what she fucking did? She hung up on me. She hung up on me. I couldn't believe a person could actually think I was in the wrong for this. So she didn't talk to me for the rest of the day. And I think we, this was like on a Friday. So we had school a few days later. So I didn't talk to, we didn't talk all weekend. And basically we come back to school and I'm like, actually I think I remember texting her or something. And I was like, Hey, I just tried to stick up for you. Like I was asking him like, why don't, why aren't you like, aren't you seeing W? Like I tried to stick up for you. And she was like, well, I talked to him and he said that you were on to, that you were all over him. And man, I could not believe what I was hearing. I never thought that woman actually could be like that. Not woman, but I never thought, well, woman, because you know, girl code, you always stick up for your best friend. So I always, and you always believe her no matter what, unless you have receipts and, and evidence. But I didn't have any evidence because, well, I was naive, one, and two, because it happened so fast. So what was I supposed to do? Get my fucking, like, phone out and start, like, recording him? Like, that would have been CIA weird stuff. Like, I didn't want to do that. So basically, I didn't have any evidence to back it up, and I didn't want to have evidence. I wanted her to believe me, obviously, and telling the truth. So basically, she didn't believe me. She cut me out. And guess what she did? This is where the friend group comes in. She actually told the friend group that I did this on purpose, that I was on her man and that he, I wanted to make it with him, that I was wanting it. And they, that friend group didn't talk to me. 
they actually alienated me. And I was like, wow. So if you hear a truck outside right now, there's a garbage truck outside my house. Anyway, so I just couldn't fathom that people could actually think that way. But now that I'm talking about the story again, I'm actually coming to a conclusion right now that I think she was just really deeply insecure as a person. Like, I believe that maybe she didn't think that she was good enough for someone. So she thought that a guy actually, that was kind of like assault in a sense. He actually went on top of me and forced himself. I mean, he didn't rape, you know, trigger warning, like rape me or anything. He didn't do any of that. No, but he did force himself and he kissed me and I pushed him off and he didn't do anything else. He didn't push himself because he knew he was, he, he screwed up, but man, yeah, so I have more, but that's the only time I'm going to talk about because they they were in my head yesterday, and I'm just like, I need to talk about this because I feel like so many people have had friends or family members or just people in their lives that were like this, that that made them feel like that they were in the wrong. Just like the stories I'm reading about on Reddit, like they the parents actually make me feel like they were in the wrong. That's not cool, though. So honestly... This is the end for this episode, but if you have any, like, topics for anyone that's watching this from anywhere, it can be from TikTok, Twitter, you know, Instagram, even I have a new Instagram account, you can check that out. Actually, in my Beacons link, it shows the Instagram, so you can get to know me and my podcast a bit more. Just, you know, keep up with updates, reels, whatever, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, have a splendid day, and if you have a toxic person in your life, cut them out immediately. You know me. I keep it fresh and healthy. So that is it for today, folks.